This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you ever stumbled across photos you haven't seen in years and thought, now that was a good time? We do it with Junior today. The Dale Jr. download starts now. Welcome to the Dale Jr. download here on Dirty Mo' Radio. I'm Mike Davis here with TJ Majors, spotter of the number 88 team. How's it going, TJ? It's going great. Our boy Taylor Zarzer is still making his way back from New Hampshire. So he was he was working with the Performance Racing Network again this weekend on Pit Road. Did a wonderful job. Yeah, he must be doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they had him back. So uh, he's not in. Uh, so TJ, we'll try to steer this ship on our own. And as bad as that may be, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Yesterday's race certainly, and even Saturday's Nationwide Series race with Regan Smith getting in a little bit of a dust up with Elliot Sadler that. Carried over into the garage just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, we've got Dale Jr. like you've never heard him before. TJ and I recorded a segment a few days ago. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, it's coming up in a few minutes. So, first, we were in New Hampshire this weekend with Dale Jr., both of us, TJ. And what can I say? It just wasn't a very good race for us. I mean, 14th place finish. Couldn't really pass yesterday. Um, I know I was standing there with Jr. as he climbed out of the car, and the first thing that Latarte said to him was, uh, well, that was a battle. Yeah, it, it was definitely a battle. It was a hard-fought race. I don't think uh, anyone realized how far people could go on their left-side tires. And uh, we found out about a stop too late. You know, we didn't get – they took the risk of a stop before we did, and they just stuck with it, and they uh, we had enough cautions where they could just kind of keep their track position. Let's just go ahead and get into yesterday's race. It, it was kind of a tale of two halves for the 88 team. Uh, things were good, not great early on. Uh, Dell Jr. had his second-best – qualifying effort of the season he started third uh here's what dale jr and steve latart sounded like during the third caution at lap 78 caution's out caution's out there's a wrench up high in turn one somewhere here all right brothers that's some really nice laps off of pit road how'd it come in there fine all right 10 four well p5 right there it cycled so we're p5 we'll stay out they had just done a four-tire pit stop tj things were looking okay he was running fourth fifth sixth uh yeah, not we too were bad right there uh, what you know? What were your thoughts at that point? Uh, just track position. We had it already, and just you know, get through the restarts and get single file. And he's really good there when you get single file in the, in the runs. You know, he, he's one of his better tracks. And uh, I think once we get sorted out, he's definitely one of the better drivers there to to find a little bit of speed. To you know, he's really good at short track. The '88 team took two tires on lap 124 and restarted P2, but they just couldn't stay there. Here's Dale Jr. Jumping over on the right rear I got a lot of questions on Twitter about what is this shearing that he's talking about. What do you got, TJ? It's just the right rear just is not grabbing the racetrack. It's just sliding across it and basically um, just not not being not working. So like he stands in the gas pedal to come off the corner, the car that when you stand in the gas pedal, that that right rear tire has to work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's it's it has to have grip. Otherwise, it's just going to slide across the racetrack, and that's what he means by shearing. It basically, just means that right rear is not grabbing and just basically shearing across it. You know, it's like just cutting it off like a like a it's just cutting the tire off and not grabbing 
Gotcha. So it's just not not what you want. Debris brought out the fifth caution at lap 155, and here was the discussion. The uh, spinning up off probably was more the length of tire, and the fact that we really didn't help that issue, I don't think we made it worse. Pit road's closed. 10-4 in the feedback. Well, buddy, I think we're going to have to take four here. I think most are going to take rights, but we're on rights, so I just think we have to take four. I just don't think rights again. While we'll be on our track position, I think we'll be in trouble on the restart. Sure. I hated it, but that's the only option. Rights to rights is just desperation. That's not going to help anything. You'll be out there. Someone's just going to run us over. I mean, if you take two tires before, you clearly got to take four on this stop. Right, TJ? Yeah. That's what nobody really knew how long he could go on laps, and it was just a – we were in a really good position to to be on the right strategy to to keep you know normally if there's only a few guys that take two or you know you get four you can you can knife back through them pretty easily but that definitely was not the case yesterday at all there was a slew of cautions actually over the span of about 50 or 60 laps uh the eighth caution came out at lap 218 and this was right on the edge of the fuel window i mean they they were kind of tossing and turning trying to discuss on whether they should come there or not it was right on the edge uh, they just put on four new tires 16 laps earlier, so the TARC goes with a fuel-only uh, strategy on the team's final pit stop. Got a spin in one and two there. No caution yet. Caution's out. Caution's out. It'll be clear when you get there. How's it driving right there, Buck? Can you tell? It's a little bit tight in the center. I was right up in guys. The nose just took off. I couldn't see in that 29 like I wanted to. Gas only. Gas only. Gas only. Leave on me. Five, four, three. Two, one, gas only. It's not going to be long. Hold up. All right, go, 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 go. What else? Six, one outside the 99, 46, 46. Save some gas riding around right here. Save gas. High gears. Save me all you can. All right, you got a bunch at the front that stayed out. We can make it from here. Just keep saving us some gas. That's our plan. That's our strategy. We're going with it from here. Obviously, the strategy didn't work out because, the you know, the 11 cautions. I mean, it did two things. It allowed the guys who, who were short on gas to really stretch the mileage. It also gave the field a bunch of lucky dogs. And what the lucky dogs would do is just bolt on new tires yep. when all the other guys couldn't. We and were on really old those, tires, and, too. And so. we, were on, we were on really old tires. All these lucky dogs, guys that have been in crashes and wrecked yeah. and had you know, Band-Aids on their car, now here they come with four tires, and now they're making passes and they're getting back into the top ten. I can see where, where Stevie only did – was you know only did fuel and then stayed out because you might lose one spot or two spots to guys, but it's better than pitting, and them guys seeing you pit and then you don't know what they're doing. You don't. It's just a it's a gamble every time. It, you, yeah, they yeah. could stay out and then you lose five spots from cars that stay out rather than one or two from a lucky dog or a guy that has tires. So it's just just kind of guess. I mean, it's yeah. just it's hard. So Dale Jr. finishes fourteenth. He's still fifth in points. But I'm telling you, fifth and se- fifth through seventh is really close. Uh, Matt Kenseth and Kyle Busch are tied for sixth and seventh, and they're just two points behind Junior. So it is going to get interesting over the next few weeks. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com. I asked the question in the opening, have you ever stumbled across old photos and it sparked funny stories and memories that not a lot of people know about? Well, it happened last week at Dirty Mo Acres with Dale Jr. And what came of it? Well, just listen. All right, guys, so we're here at Dirty Mo Acres. We're hanging out. I'm, I'm here with 
Dale Earnhardt Jr., TJ Majors. Have you guys ever done an interview together before? I don't think yeah, you have. Yeah, probably. I don't think you probably. have. Probably two or three. Anyways, we're kind of hanging out, and uh, we were we're looking through some old photos. We basically, through the years, as we traveled the circuit, we snapped photos uh, and, you know, document them. We'd, basically, I just threw a bunch of old pictures in an old external hard drive and was going through them the other day. And I'm telling you, man, we got some gold in these folders here. And uh, and and we have some funny stories. And the in the folder, the pictures I came across, Dale Jr. You'll remember this was um, Graceland back in I think it was 2007 or 2006. And I started laughing because we had this incident where one of us sat on a couch that hadn't been sat on in like 30 years, and and I thought it was just <laughs> a, a resting stop for for the tourists. Never mind the velvet rope around it. I didn't actually not. Well, we were kind of on this <laughs> VIP tour, and I inner. thought that, see, when you're VIP. on a VIP tour, velvet ropes don't mean anything, right? Because right, we get yeah. to go on the other side of the ropes. I thought this was one of those situations, but it wasn't <laughs> because as I was sitting there relaxing the old feet, you know, yeah. the tour well, guide. Well, the lady was like, off. first off, the lady was like, let me go show you where Elvis had uh, had the the maid cook the pound of bacon sandwich. And so we were walking toward the kitchen, and uh, we walked by this giant briefcase cell phone. It's like a, a phone yeah. in a briefcase. Took up the whole thing. And he's like, oh, that's one of the – she's like, that's one of the first portable cell phones. And, and the king had one, and he could call the president and whoever. Back when uh, the president, uh, Nixon, I think, put him on uh, narcotics duty. <laughs> made him like a <laughs> made him like a, uh, a, a, a a civilian narcotics cop, and so he gives him this. He's got this briefcase so he can call the president anytime he needs to. Which is awesome. And it was sitting on a coffee table at a couch, and you stepped over a rope, <laughs> and re- and sat down on the couch to do something on your phone. Yeah, probably. You were doing some PR work on your phone. I don't know, PR man. Two thousand seven. That was like next tail days. Yeah. Oh, it was around. He now. was sending a text message or something. Whatever the PR guys do when they do yeah, whatever they it was, we were PRing. Yeah, you're PRing. We're public relating. Yep. On the couch. And the lady <laughs> says, "Uh, uh-uh, sir, can you please get up? That couch hadn't been set on in thirty years." <laughs> and so I'm start over. <laughs> now, in fairness, I will say that the couch was one of those like real feathery, fluffy looking couches. So. Even knowing all the rules, I could say that I still might have actually gone and taken a little sit on that thing. But, but yeah, so Marty Smith was with us. I remember that, and I remember uh, a couple – I think – I don't know if Bernstein was, but you guys had to do a Budweiser one-night stand out on the front lawn of Graceland that later that night, and you and Marty had a field day about, hey, let me tell you guys what happened yeah. just about an hour ago. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's, that's – sort of akin to what happened this week where – the, everybody's all ticked off about Justin Bieber touching the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah. That were, that's standing similar. On a, standing on the logo We there. were at Graceland, and, I mean, you know, everybody there, you're at Graceland, everybody in the room's an Elvis fan, right? Yep. Die hard. And so uh, just imagine Mike sitting on the couch and everybody going, <gasps> yeah. do you feel better I, about that? Well, I felt or? bad. I mean, she was yelling at me in front of everybody, and so I was a little <laughs> embarrassed. But And then I was really embarrassed when he told – you know, the masses up there at the Bud One-Night like, Stand. But it, it was like, it's kind of funny now. And that's why I was yeah. like chuckling the other day when I saw those pictures. I don't have a picture of me sitting on the couch. How cool would that have been? Yeah. Why didn't you think to take a picture of, I mean, probably nobody sat on that couch since then. I don't think our, our old Nextel. Yeah, I don't think take phones pictures. might have had a color screen. I had the old yellow and black one that yeah. first to talk was about the best thing I could so, expect out of that. So basically, you know, we've had some 
fun times and going through some of these photos kind of sparked some memories. So I don't know. Let's dive into one of these folders. I mean, I've got a lot. I've got, look, I've got some divided by years. So we got like 2004, <laughs> 2005, 2006, and they're just as random as you can imagine. And so if anything, if you see anything that's funny, let's tell a story for our listeners. Um, 2000 to 2003, this was, obviously I wasn't around then. I don't even know well, what's in this. Let's go to where you were around so you can tell Okay. Us. I well, 2004 story. was my first Did you see year. that one that was right there? You can cut all this mumbo-jumbo out, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll do a lot of, <laughs> mum, a lot of editing. Who? All right. Now, Dale Jr. nor TJ has really seen these photos, I don't think. Um, that, no. um And we can just go. We've got. Uh, That's funny. Well, let me tell you. That's I've got a story behind funny. that. I don't, see, I don't like this story. Well, <laughs> I, listen, it has to do with me a little bit because basically what we've, what we've come across is a photo, a side-by-side. <laughs> A side by side photo of Dale Jr. and Neil Patrick Harris. You know, I would. And there's a reason why. But that's now Hogue could take his place in this because that's more Hogue like now. It is a little bit. It is. Look at the hairline and stuff. So here's the thing Dale Jr. tagged me with a nickname. Uh, What year? I don't know what year it was. Maybe it was 2004. (laughs) Yeah. He tags me with a nickname because I've got these uh, wonderfully prominent two front teeth and there was a horse that was. More than two. It's a good. But they the got two, a good sixer going there. Right. <laughs> well, so there was a horse that was dominating that year, Smarty Jones, and <laughs> Dale Jr. starts calling me Smarty Jones in front of everybody. And then, like, we'd be walking through the garage, and he's like, hey, man, you want some carrots or uh, some, <laughs> some barley or whatever, you know? And I'm like, man, come on. So, like, I was trying to go back at Dale Jr., and so I always thought he kind of – there was a shot in a magazine of uh, Doogie Hauser, and I'm like, man, that looks just like Dale Jr., and so I, that was my attempt to try to get him back. But it, yeah. I don't have the same That's pretty influence. close from the – if you cover the eyes up. I look way more like uh, – I don't know, man, the, from the – Michael under J. The Fox's nose. dad and going back to the future than Neil Patrick Harris. If you're, Oh, my gosh, you're right. Yeah. If you cover up the eyes and just look at the jawline, yeah. you do. You look yeah. like uh, – McFly. Uh, McFly. Old man McFly. The, yeah. You know, the peeping, <laughs> the peeping Tom. Yeah. yeah, you climb the trees. Hey, you – Get your damn hands off <laughs> yeah, her, that it. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's some good stuff. Uh, Dustin, it gets better. I mean, here's what we're going to do. The photos that we talk about are going to be posted in a gallery on DaleJr.com so everybody that listens to this podcast can see them. All right, and obviously we don't have pictures of me sitting on a couch in, in Graceland, but we will have a lot of pictures that we talk about from these stories. And let me tell you, we talked for more than an hour we came up with some crazy behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody's ever heard. For instance, Dustin, are you ready for this? I'm ready. The time we were in New York and Dell Jr. had a stomach bug, that's what we'll call it, a stomach bug, and he really needed a bathroom. And we were in a car going to an airport, so we obviously didn't have a bathroom. So we stop. We have the driver stop on the side of a highway, and Jr. runs back into the woods to handle his business. Hey, when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, and he went, and, 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 and we're going to tell that story. D- Dale Jr. is going to tell that story and a lot more in the coming weeks. It's all exclusive here on Dirty Mo Radio. We're going to really have fun with this, so uh, I hope uh, all the fans enjoy it. All right, let's go to Reaction Theater. What a freaking joke. Qualify for second and final practice. Ay, ay, ay. 14th, are you kidding me? Keep taking four tires like that. No track position. Everybody took two. Congrats to Brian Vickers. Enjoy the week off. See you on Indy. Dale, yeah. 
Well, a couple things there for, from my perspective. One, yes, congrats to Brian Vickers. That was a cool yeah. win for him. Him and Rodney Childers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, second of all, listen, th- everything was a gamble. I mean, everything's a gamble. Every week is a gamble. I mean, you, you make your strategy, and you still hope for the yeah. best. And I've never seen just, a race where they take where left stay on that long. I mean, I'd, I've never yeah. seen a race like that. And it just didn't work out for us. Uh, no. It just uh, it was just, the, the strategy didn't work out. All I have to say is, that's got to be the most disappointing run so far this year. And also, Toyota and all the guys that are driving on them. It was disappointing. It, it was, was disappointing, for yes. sure. But, I mean, it wasn't, It you know, we had the speed. We just, you know, uh, got behind in track position a little bit, and it was really hard to make up. So, What is going on? He does great in practice and qualifying and does lousy in the race. Rather have him do better in the race. He needs more points. He doesn't need to be back in 14, 15, and 16. Come on, Junior. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> he needs more points. He doesn't need to be 14, 15, 16. I, I yeah. can tell you for for a fact, we all agree with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> no fine, doubt about it. Fine. No more yeah. ice cream. Fine. <laughs> Were you eating ice cream? You know what? I went up to the spotter stand with you on Saturday, and I was expecting ice cream up there, and I was a little disappointed. It's only Sundays, man. <laughs> oh, God. Nobody's happy with a 14th place finish, but Steve made a good call and keep us from running out of gas. Overall, it was a great race, and how about we got to hear our boy Taylor on the radio? Good job, Taylor. There you go. Yeah, we are we are proud of Taylor. Uh, did a great job for yeah. the performance racing network. Good deal. And yeah, um, we did not run out of gas. That no, is one. We, thing. Yeah, we didn't run out of gas, and uh, I mean we took swings at it. It's just that um, didn't work out. I wonder how close we were on gas. I don't think we were very close. Really? Yeah. We had, you think like, Junior saved enough? Yeah, I think the the two hundred the two hundred caution laps we ran at the end. <laughs> probably. Okay. Yeah, it helped us and everybody else. It looked like. All right, I'm hitting the f- panic button. We don't have a win this season. We got fast cars, and yes, we've had bad luck when we were leading. But we need a f- win. I'm watching this New Hampshire way race. Junior said he's tight. Steve Latar's not fixing it. I don't know if you have to make big and uh, bigger adjustments to make the car better, but it seems like every time Junior tells Steve what the problem is, it's not getting fixed. So I don't know. We need to win, but I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna do what I do every other weekend. I'm gonna play NASCAR the game inside line as Bell Junior and win the mountain race. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, the drivers are always going to complain about something. There's no way the car will not be right. loose or tight at some point. That's right. So, that's right. How many times have you ever heard a driver say, don't change yeah. the thing? It happens it occasionally. Ha- but I'm but saying, it's not perfect. And they're not complaining, by the way. No. They're not complaining. They are reporting. Yeah, reporting. the car's condition is. And so, and, and, and the crew chief is adjusting on based off that feedback. So, give Latard a little bit of yeah, uh, break. Now, look, 14th place, it, look, it was, a, it was one of our worst races of the year, no doubt. It's not like our car was a 14th place car. We definitely, I think we had a top five car, but we just couldn't, the, the, the way the tires were, it's so hard to get, get there. The, track, the um, competition now is so equal. So, you really ought to try iRacing. You guys suck so bad that you got beat by four cars that spun out or had tire trouble or got penalized or were lapped down. That is just unbelievable. Four cars. Wake up. Hey. (laughs) Hey, sometimes bad luck's good luck. That's actually true, as we talked about earlier uh, in this podcast, is that – those cautions and the many cautions that we had gave all those cars that spun out 
chances to one fix yeah. their car many or, or times pit and get tires and, and then they, get tires at the end so yeah it forces yeah. them into a strategy they probably normally wouldn't take and then right. sometimes it works out so uh we're, we're waking up so just get, get the track position when they date the end boys it's all right keep your head up eyes forward let's go to indy let's win there see ya well said yeah um that's probably gonna happen we may have finished 14th today but in a couple weeks we're gonna be kissing the brick That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm all for kissing it. You'd kiss a brick, wouldn't you? I would kiss a brick. I might even, might even if I'm in a good mood. I don't know if I want to hear the rest of this. Give her, yeah, okay. I'll stop. (laughs) You know what? Piss on Elliot Sather. He thinks he's so much better of a driver than what he really is. I just get tired of his hat. I'm glad he got wrecked. Let's talk about this. Uh, This was a big deal on Saturday. Basically, in the Nationwide Series race, you had three green-white checkers, TJ, and it got really dicey there at the end. A lot of people not sure if they're going to make it on fuel. Regan was, I think he restarted that last green-white checkered in fifth, maybe yeah, sixth. Yeah, inside row. We were yeah. inside row. Okay, so uh, so he was in fifth. Racing there with Elliot Sadler, he definitely got into Elliot in turn one and two. Elliot almost saved it, but he didn't. Uh, it actually cost T- uh, It actually cost Regan some positions because he yeah. had to check up to avoid Elliot. Sure. And uh, I think we finished eighth. Yeah, it definitely cost us two. So, I don't know, man. It's just if you got to run at the line and you don't take it, someone's going to take the run on you, and you can, you can be in a bad situation. So, you're a lot of times you're better making the move yourself and controlling your own destiny. Obviously, Regan said he got a little loose, and um, he got into Ellie a little bit. But, you know, guys guys mess up, and and accidents happen. You yeah. know, they, they all mess up, and race car drivers, a lot of times, they have a, they have a long memory when they get wrecked. But they have a short memory when they wreck somebody. Right, right. Elliot wasn't happy. He uh, had some words with Regan uh, in the garage afterwards. And um, that's, pr- that's pretty much it. It was a racing incident. Uh, Regan took full accountability yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, I would be mad too. But uh, certainly he's one of a, one of those unfortunate deals. It didn't work out for Regan either because he finished eighth and he lost yeah. a couple points in the, in the points battle. Yeah, I mean, it was some pretty harsh words from, from Elliot for sure too. But I think uh, it was just heat of the moment stuff and – you know, Elliot's had his handful of mistakes, obviously. He's he's um, run into some cars and, and wrecked some people by accident as well. And and uh, they haven't, you know, put a bounty on him for it. So I'm sure he'll uh, sleep on it and we'll go to the next race and uh, everyone will go for a win there. When I woke up this Sunday morning, I wasn't really sure if my seven-month-old was crying or if Elliot Sadler was crying. Bottom line is Elliot Sadler is going to put his finger in Regan's face and tell him that He's not going to win the championship, mark his word. Mark my word, Elliot, neither will you, because you're probably going to lose it in Phoenix anyway. Wow. Yeah, wow. Well, well you know what? Uh, this this is what's funny. If you're going to talk uh, in, in the garage to Regan or Dale Jr. or any junior motorsports driver, for, the, for that matter, you're going to be a topic on Reaction Theater for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we should maybe put that guy in a third car. Yeah. <laughs> Handle some business. Hired. He's yep. hired. Hitman. No. No, uh, you know, yeah. listen, it was emotions after the race again. Yeah. Elliot Sadler, listen. We it, need some of that stuff anyway. Yeah. If we don't have some of that stuff, people it, don't call in. They don't react. And, you know, we need some some uh, excitement. Well said. You can call Reaction Theater and leave us your thoughts anytime, day or night. one eight five five seven four zero one nine zero two is the number. And when you do so, just remember that all of this is brought to you by Dell Jr. Potato Chips. Go to DellJrFoods.com for a store locator and place an online order. That's DaleJrFoods.com. Let's end this show with a white flag lap. There you go, buddy, white flag. 
All right, we've approached the final open weekend of the 2013 Sprint Cup schedule. Dale Jr. will be hanging out at Dirty Mo all week, and this Saturday he'll take part in a, wit- in a wedding for our buddy Brandon. We're all looking forward to that. Congratulations goes out to Josh Berry, who drives Dale Jr.'s late model car. Berry won his second race of the year this past weekend at Hickory, the number 88 Speed Co. late model. That means we'll be beer toasting this week, and the checkered flag will be waving outside of Junior Motorsports. Finally, we've expanded, and you guys have yet another way to listen to Dirty Mo Radio. It's called TuneIn Radio. It is an awesome app for your smartphone. It can also be accessed on TuneIn.com. Definitely check it out. And, of course, you can always find us on iTunes and DellJr.com, free of charge, 24-7. Thank you to TJ Majors co-hosting with me today. Thanks to producer Dustin Lee for bearing with me in Taylor Zarzer's absence. Taylor will be back next week. Thank God. We'll talk to you then. This has been the Dell Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.